It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. We are back at you on the Big Nasty Show. Monday afternoon, evening, early evening. Hopefully, if you're listening to this splendid voice, hopefully you are now home from work and preparing a delicious dinner, or or better yet, having one prepared for you, like my associate does every time he gets home from a long day's work. He's got a fresh-cut meal, bacon-flavored. Trevor Bacon Kelsey, what's happening, buddy? I wouldn't call anything I get to a drive through on the way home fresh cooked. <laughs> well, but it's yeah, it's not home cooked; it's fresh cooked. No, it, I guess it. Well, it's, I, I it's still I don't know about the word fresh. Would it's actually freshly qualify. cooked. Well, you know what the funny thing is? By that time of day, that grease has been sitting in that uh, pot for or cage. What, what is it? What does the grease sit in a fryer? I know that much, but is it a, is it a cage? I don't know. Well, you, you, you call that sitting in grease. Some of us in the South call that seasoning. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. That's, I you know, that's love, six of the Colonel's eleven herbs and spices is sitting in grease. If you are getting ready to leave your house and you've, you're able to have one last fried dish, and this is in lieu of the fair that's in town this week, the Kentucky State Fair, which is the the definition. I'd say that's the definition of good living in America. You got <laughs> redneck love. But uh, you, Trevor Bacon Kelsey, a man of many talents, but mostly the, the talent of eating and delicious and destroying food by in large amounts. If you had one last food item fried in, in beer batter or just splendid batter, what would it be? Does that has to be fried? It could be anything. Anything fried, yeah. Well, What's your favorite fried food? I mean, if it's one last fried food. Well, technically, I guess since it actually coincides with what would probably be my last food, which is my favorite food, is fried, and that's uh, Chick Fil A nuggets. I mean, those are technically fried. I mean, I absolutely, they're they're, certainly, not, they're not fried to the, the Chick Fil A degree. Chick Fil A's got to figure it out, don't they? I love Chick Fil A nuggets. Chick Fil A. Now, if I go to Chick-fil-A the fair, I'm not going to get Chick Fil A nuggets. If I go to the fair, there's one thing I'm going to. Where are you going? I'm a little biased in this because the, my family uh, owned can, owned this for a see, long time. I can see the excitement in your face right now as, uh, as, as a boy and as a, as a full grown bacon Kelsey right before this, where you're telling me pineapple whip ice cream. Wow, pineapple whip ice cream. Explain this to awesome. me. Explain this to the viewers, the listeners that out there that that aren't from this area. Because I don't know what it is. I don't know what pineapple whipped. I, what is what is pineapple this? flavored ice cream? It's it's, it's is that it? It's, 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 it's vanilla ice cream mixed with uh, dull flavored uh, pineapple juice and and this, some other mixes and matches in there. We put a little crack tinkled in, sprinkled in to get you hooked. Oh, look! Uh, it was actually, and like I said, my family for a long time. Uh, it's it was it was a it was a, what you did as a Kelsey. You, your first job was working at the pineapple whip stand because. Our it's a rite of passage. I don't know. They're, they're not exactly related <laughs> to us, but we always called them family, owned it for years. It was voted one of the top five foods in the history of the fair, right? I think number two, actually, behind the uh, fun. It, uh, it's a very exciting time yeah. in these parts. It's good. The it, Kentucky Fair I, is open, and that, that is, that's 
That's the highlight. And what helps Admit it, it that's it's, the highlight of it's right there on the corner in the best spot right across from the Budweiser tent. Oh. What, what is better than staggering out of the Budweiser tent and seeing ice cream right there in your oh, face? Oh, my goodness. Beer and, beer and ice cream. That's oh, strange. Well, hey, for, you, 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 that's, a, that's a weird combination. Cheech Marion, ta- that's what Cheech Marion was rooting for I'm when ta- he was running through the stalls. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I've never been much of a drinker. But the uh, Kentucky Fair is in full swing, in full swing. Uh, you going to make it out there this year? I have not been to the fair in fifteen years, probably. You boycotting? I just have no desire. Did to you go. not? Did you not? Did it not have your pineapple flavored ice cream last time you were there? Uh, <laughs> since I worked, no, it's still there. It's just not run by the family anymore. Oh my goodness! I have not been since. Uh, it took me three hours to get there because Foreigner was giving a free concert. Oh, I was so ticked it's, off. You're as cold as ice. I've never been back, and <laughs> I've never liked Foreigner since. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to get to today. Jukebox oh, not uh, my hero. Jukebox. Uh, I've you know Foreigner. You take it or take it or leave it. It's like what do you see when you go see Foreigner nowadays? They you played see, this year see, again though. That's I know. I know. It's Sticks and Foreigner, I believe it was. And uh, Alabama. Was the, the you know, which I'll tell you what, I, over the years I have definitely sung along and tapped my foot to Sticks. I'm not going to disrespect Sticks. Foreigner's got some good songs. You know, what's the, um, I've been waiting for a girl like you. I, in fact, let's find that for when we go to our first break. But we we got a lot to get to before we get to that point. Kentucky Fairs this week is, like I said, this is a huge time of year. We've got to buzz in the air about Louisville football, Louisville basketball. There's buzz in the air all over the place. You got Kentucky, horse, horse racing is coming back to the area before long, which is exciting for some, not as much for others. Uh, lots to get to today. Crazy week this week, both sports related and non sports related in the world we live in. We've got the, the one of the biggest uh, sporting events in the country. That's and also outside of the country, uh, it's got international uh, a, a credibility f- for sure. Is the Little League World Series that's in full swing right now? You've been ch- had a chance to watch any of this Little League World Series? It's very exciting this year. I mean, I have. I watched uh, the girl from Pennsylvania pitch a gym the other day. Get her first hit uh, this weekend over the weekend as well. Monet. Monet yeah. Davis. I was uh, I was just try- I always kept calling her the pitcher from uh, what was her name from uh, Bad News Bears. That's all I keep picturing. <laughs> yeah, right. Is, uh, yeah, it's a different story. Yeah, she's completely. actually got some legitimate stuff. Yeah, hey, I mean, you're, for- you're telling me that girl didn't have legitimate. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, well, she did in a movie. Yeah. But, uh, this is actually this is actually this is interesting because she and even though is, New Albany lost, I've still been following. There has been several women or several girls, I should say, that have uh, attempted or played in the Little League World Series up through, but she's the first one to really, really make some serious noise, especially throwing. Especially it being that she's the ace of the staff. No, you're talking twelve year olds. That's what no, I'm saying. Here's, as someone who's done little league sports a long time, especially in basketball, you, and you know we, the, we sent many of girls with our boys to ten and eleven and twelve year old all star teams because at that age there's little, well, it's but, not as different. There's very little disparity between yeah. the two. Yeah, and uh, that's that brings up an interesting point. And if you want to chime in with us at any time, you can call the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. It's three eight four fourteen fifty eight one two area code or five zero two. As far as I know, still, huh? We got either way you can get in here. I'm like a bad girl on the corner. You can get in here any way you want <laughs> to talk to either of us. 502-384-1450. Um, we're going to talk uh, first of all before I go any further. I want to I want to dedicate the rest of this show uh, to uh, one of my icons, one of the heroes of mine, and especially in the comedic sense. Uh, Robin Williams passed. The irony in this is we were talking about it on last week's show. You and I. And uh, who, I don't even remember who our guest was at the time. We, we had a, it was Nick Schwartz. It may have been Nick, yeah. Um, we were talking about uh, Goodwill Hunting and some of Robin Williams' movies on the air when the information was being dropped, as they say, about him and his alleged suicide, which we didn't know anything. You said at the end of the show, you told me Robin Williams died. I said, what? 
what what do you? I thought you. I thought it was a, a internet scam. Is what I thought. It's not to be, not unheard of to think that with the the amount of uh, scams that you see in the fake uh, deaths throughout Twitter and stuff. And uh, Yates text me right. I mean, as soon as I mean, no, no, not being figured, but literally as soon as we went off the air, I got the text, and I guess it broke about five minutes before we went off the air. I hadn't seen it on Twitter or anything. I realized what I said something, but if you go back and listen to the podcast, I, I made a couple of Good Will Hunting references in the movie. I think I was referring to myself in the Matt Damon character about being some kind of a uh, underheralded genius, but I'm not sure what we were talking about. Very just, eerie. I, I, later on that night, it was very yeah, it's very eerie. To look back on, uh, but I'm going to dedicate this particular show to Robin Williams and his career. And, and on that note, is going to be our top three, which we'll get to at the end of the show. And again, you can chime in anytime three eight four fourteen fifty and give us your top three. We're going to do top three Robin Williams movies. Now, you, this can is, we make it five though with Robin Williams with so many things under his belt. Well, I've got four. I'm cheating a little, and, I, and, and, and you, you always have. And you always, always add. and you're always going to have two. So we're probably yeah. going to do ten for you. But uh, that's the to- that's the topic today. Interesting topic today. A top three topic because he had movies that were both incredibly funny, but then he had some movies that were really really heartfelt movies, and then some that were a gentle blend of both of those. So before he, he's we, he's what Adam Sandler wishes he could be. Adam Sandler, good, well played. That's Adam a Sandler, very good point. Will Ferrell too, as well. Will Ferrell, I don't know. I, Will Ferrell, I think will. Will leave as much of a legacy as Robin Williams did. Yeah, but Robin Williams, you can look back and, and look at the comedic roles he had and the movies galore. Yeah, Robin. But you can also look at some of the serious stuff he's serious stuff he's done as well. I mean, and I don't know, you don't like this, and this is one performance, but he was he was great on an episode of SVU where he played a lunatic dude, a lunatic kind of a lunatic on that movie as well. Well, and, that's uh, what, and we don't want to give too show. much information away yeah. because we don't want to give our picks away. But Will Ferrell can't do that. Will Ferrell's straight comedy. Adam Sandler wants to try to mix it up, but has and he's only, yeah, and, and and Will Ferrell. Robin Will Ferrell tried. Will Ferrell tried to do a couple serious roles. They, yeah. they didn't really work. You couldn't get past the fact the stereotype that, that he's created because I mean you can't watch a Will Ferrell movie that's supposed to be serious. Yeah, you know, you can't you can't do it. I mean, now that's that's the difference between him and Robin Williams. You're just waiting pure. for him to start running around on fire in his tidy white. Right, right. They're <laughs> coming after me. They're coming after me. Robin Williams is pure genius in that sense. Specifically, he could do a he could do a movie one minute and he could have you crying. In that same movie, later on, he could have you laughing hysterically. You know, there's a few of those we'll probably get into when we talk about that. We're going to break that down today. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL. We got very exciting weekends coming up because most people. Uh, they're doing this thing. Have you heard of this sport that the people that don't actually play real sports play? It's called fantasy football. I thought you were going to say NASCAR. <laughs> well, well, I'll be careful. That's getting that's heating up. We're going to talk about that today too. Uh, but uh, nationwide, everybody is they're buying these things, these periodicals. They're buying these magazines. They're they're looking online. They're trying to see who they're going to take in their second, third round. They're pre-visualizing their drafts for fantasy football this year because fantasy football is the most important thing in all of the non-athletic world. Is that safe to say? That's safe to say, isn't it? Uh, it's safe to say that you're about three years behind the times. This is not well, no, something I, I'm not saying this is new. <laughs> it's gotten so big to fantasy football, not, not even to this point, but even in the last couple of years, when the NFL starts putting up, requiring the teams – Show the stat leaders for teams of games on their scoreboards too during the during opposing games. That just tells you how big fantasy football. The last pro football game I was at was actually at Cincinnati when on a Monday night I saw Pittsburgh and Cincinnati play, and and intermittently throughout the game they were putting fantasy stats up on the big boards, both boards, not just yeah. from not just from that particular game and the players, but across the board. You know, uh, but especially that 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 night was was actually just results from the weekend because of the other teams being on Monday night stuff. So and the rule changes but, are always to press to push the offensive numbers. And now, don't get me wrong, offense also can sell tickets. But 
it also, I think, it don't tell, it, I, I think the NFL would be lying if they said that fantasy football popularity wasn't also in the mix of, of trying to promote offense. Well, yeah, well, of course it is. Of course, you're talking you're talking gazillion dollars here. You're talking yeah. about a gazillion dollars here. Anybody on the board of the NFL, anybody, their players association, any of those, they're all for it because it's going to promote the sport, promote bigger pay paydays, bigger bigger payrolls, uh, and everybody's getting everybody's putting money in their pockets, billions and billions of dollars. But anyway, the excitement is still the same. That excitement that you get as as a, a fantasy player, um, I'm actually in the baseball right now, so we have the excitement of the baseball winding down, and it looks like I'm in the playoffs in one league. It looks like I'm going to maybe sneak in the back door, which I'm accustomed to doing, uh, in the other league. So I'm excited about that in baseball, but then you have the draft of football coming up because football is the that's the granddaddy of them all when it comes to fantasy sports. I don't think there'd be too many people argue with that, although I do like some aspects of fantasy baseball better than do football. So we're going to break down a few things there. I got a couple basic questions on that note here. Um, first of all, if Gronk comes back healthy this year, my question to you, Trevor Bacon, Kelsey, and anyone else, is if you are to the point where you're taking a tight end, and, and it's going to have to happen early with these two guys, do you want Gronk or do you want James Graham healthy? Uh, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the other side of the fence of that. I have no problem with going after well one. I'd rather take Graham over Gronk anyway for that argument right there. The, the other part of it is I, I'm I'm the, I'm more on the and I, maybe I should change it since I haven't won too many times. But I'm more of the I don't want to reach and take a Graham or a Gronk or possibly a Julius Thomas in the first round or early second round. I'm more content in letting someone else take him there. And there's. Listen, it's, he's worth it. Don't get me wrong, but I, I would rather grab See, I, a Zach Ertz or a Jordan Reed or a uh, Kyle Rudolph in the later seven, eight, nine, ten area, yeah. if not later than I, that. I don't think Gronk is worth a first or second round pick just because of his health concerns. But I, I mean, he has he hasn't played a full season in three years. But I'm the same way with quarterback too. If I don't get, if I don't take a Rodgers really? or a Manning in the first two rounds, I probably won't take a quarterback until. The probably tenth or eleventh round. You put Rodgers ahead of Drew Brees, or Brees? I'll throw him in there. You know, that same same conversation. Yeah. Brady's not in that conversation. Anymore. No, no, no. Brady's not. No, no I saw in one of the magazines that he was ranked like fourteenth or twelfth or something like that on the four, on the quarterbacks. Yeah, but here's the, the, the thing. But the same tight ends, the same thing with the the gap is not that huge between from going from the top four to number the next tier, which would be maybe five through six or that, seven. That disparity the gap. The gap is not huge. Yeah, I, I can give you that. I'm with you on that. So. And you uh, get those guys so much later. Okay, so have you got your draft picks already for your leagues? You know where you're at? Uh, I Well, I do not do not know. We do it differently in the KFFSC, the big league I'm in. We, uh, we that's, bid big, on, I, that's too big for me. I can't we, get we involved. Dread on, we bid at, the, at that time on our draft picks. It's kind of hard to explain, but uh, I do have a dynasty league. I draft nothing but you rookies. Bid, you bid on draft picks? That sucks. Well, I don't think I'd like that too much. I'll, I'll explain to you later on. It's right. hard to explain. But uh, I do have a dynasty draft where I draft third, and we draft nothing but rookies. Okay, so third. We're going we're gonna to assume uh, you're in a t- third position. I, I was going to ask this question. One now, of these are only ways. rookies, though. These okay. are, that's all we draft. Oh, okay. You, you just draft rookies? Yeah. Oh, that's, I would, I would be in, I'd be left field on that one. I don't. Know. <laughs> you, I'd have. I could give you. So it's called a dynasty could, team. Uh, speaking of rookies, and there's been a lot of talk about this Teddy Bridgewater resurgence uh, in his second game at under center. Uh, it did look pretty good. It did look pretty good. But who was he? What kind of defense was he playing? Trevor was that a big? Was was this Arizona's a, re- a good defense? Yeah, that's what they're supposed to be. I mean, supposed now, to be a good pass defense. Now, now keep in mind. I mean, you can you can sit there and play devil's advocate and tell me he's going against the second tiers on defense. And I guess he was, but he was also playing with second tier offense. It was team two, well. yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, it was still impressive to put up an 83 yard 83 yard drive to, for a game winning touchdown in less than am, a minute. Am I allowed to 
revouch one of my statements? Am I allowed to go back on something I said weeks and months ago? I don't know if we have enough time. Uh, all the crazy. <laughs> well, that's true. I have had a lot of speculation. I said, and I quote, that I didn't feel that Teddy Bridgewater was going to have a successful pro football career. And I said that very openly. I changed my mind when he was drafted to Minnesota. I was going to use the word stupidly, but well, okay. What, what, I, I'm here. I'm in the process of going back on this here. Uh, when he got drafted by Minnesota, and I realized he's going to be handing the rock to AP, uh, that changed the stock for me significantly. He's going to be able to learn about the NFL while handing the rock off to the best running back in the NFL. And he hasn't had AP, by the way, his entire preseason. And exactly. That combined with the fact that he had anything like AP when he was playing at Louisville. There was money, a running back by committee at Louisville, but he didn't have anything like AP as far as the security blanket that he provides. Um, so I am fully withdrawing my statement about Teddy Bridgewater. I actually, not only do I think he will earn that starting role, if not by the beginning of the regular season, not like he's got a huge comp- a huge competitor that's slinging the rock around beside him, um, but I think he wins that starting job at least by midseason, if not by the beginning of the season. You agree with me on this? Oh yeah, he. I, I, I did he no, did he did enough the other night to do. Well, that. you got to think Matt, Matt Castle's also actually looked very solid, so you can't really take. You can't say that he's he's won it because of the other competition. It, they both have looked good. I think he does. Matt Castle's a starter in day one, but I think before the season's over with, and I, if I had a betting an over under on the week that he's he's a starter, he's nothing. I'd more. say week week five. He's nothing more than. Tom Brady's back up to me, and that's all he'll ever be, Matt Castle. I don't think he's worthy of pushing Teddy Bridgewater too far. Teddy Bridgewater has another effort like that in preseason. I think uh, – what do they got, two more games in well, no, preseason? No one's been Roethlisberger to you. I mean, <laughs> well, everybody else. Oh, Big Ben's number one on my board. Real quick before we go to the break, if you have the number one pick in your draft, you going with the, the Eagles loyalty? Uh, I think Shady no, should be number one pick no matter if it's a PPR or not. If it is PPR, there's definitely. no doubt he's Shady number one. Uh, if it's a non full P- if it's a non PPR in, in any way, you can probably argue, and you can argue it either way. But uh, you can argue more Peterson to maybe go number one because if it's non PPR, he won't catch it as much. Right. He does have nice hands out back foot, just not as much, uh, and probably Jamal Charles right up there as well, uh, number three. Jamal Charles is not on, not absolutely certain about his health. With right I've been now. seeing a lot of he, Matt he, Forte in the top five, and I'm not really completely sold on Forte being top five. So. I, you got to th- you know that's a scrappy offense. You know they they play a lot of scrappy games. The Bears have played a lot of scrappy games. We'll get into all that because we're going to break down the North divisions today, too, when we get back. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the other side. we got all kinds of things to talk about here on The Big Nasty Show, 1450thesportsbuzz.com.
What was the name of that band? That's the one. Only the only part of that fun equation that I wasn't aware of. This, 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 this that was they, like Prince's. That was the band that Prince jumped yeah, on stage. Yeah, and they with. were at the fair on Friday, just last Friday. What you said? That would be Mr. Morris Day in the Times. Morris Day in the Times. Give me a little bit more of that. Or my you, favorite, give, Jerome. Give, the guy just give, stood around and looked in the bring, mirror. Bring, bring that back in a little bit, because I want to tilt my hat to Monet Davis. She, she's going to show you and know you. Little league baseball, eleven-year-old girl, a twelve-year-old, twelve-year-old girl, mowing them down in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. The extended three-week Little League World Series they do now. It's up there. Dude, so. I love it. We did the, the talking. He's talking to Jerome. Hey, Jerome. Do you remember, do you remember Jerome? Jerome would be the guy in the fine suit that there. He held oh. one drumstick. I, I thought they all had fine suits. No, well they did. But <laughs> Jerome was my favorite because he would stand there. He didn't know. He didn't play an instrument. Man. Didn't sing. But he would always hold the mirror for Morris Day to look in and style, and he would oh, dance. And they would do the dance together. I That's mean, all he was. If you were in a rock and roll band or any kind of band, you have to have the mirror. He was the perfect sidekick. So. He was awesome. I used to love Jerome. Here's the, here's the thing about that Monet Davis. Got to call Jerome. You got to think that she's. This is going to be here. She's 12 years old. She's reached her pinnacle. What's she going to do like when she's 14 or 15? Well, she's not reached her pinnacle. She's reached life her, is certain. I mean, she's start, not at, over as she she's knows She's not going to be able to play with the boys when she's 14 or 15 No, but she can go play softball. What if she, what if she, collegiate what if she doesn't get the mechanics of that? What if she, I mean, that's, you know, you, she's been pitching since she was young. She's a really good pitcher. Boy or girl. But, but I, I, I'm not I know, trying to I mean, be a Debbie Downer. overhand to underhand. I'm not. Opposed to overhand pitching to underhand softball. You, you couldn't throw an underhand softball across this parking lot. Oh, I could. It wouldn't be very accurate. It would, it would very roll. Fast. It would roll across the parking lot. It would be get a, it. No, well, that's what I'm saying. So you know, it's it's it could be dangerous though. When, I, when I a kid is exposed to this kind, trust me, we didn't even make the World Series, and we were like stars in my hometown. <laughs> and I, you know, of course, we were all good looking too. Yeah, everybody <laughs> showed up to the local uh, diner to, to congratulate you. When you came back <laughs> no, and, no, yeah, yeah. no. It was it was statewide, buddy. Statewide. I got your uh, town was so small. It was a half horse city. I mean, it didn't even oh have, wow, one horse town. Well, was I, a half I, horse. Yeah. Well, I do come from a small town. I come from humble, uh, humble upbringing. But uh, hopefully, that's not too much of a problem for her. She grows. She grows up. She might grow out of uh, the pitching. Uh, maybe you know. Maybe she. Maybe she, maybe maybe she, she will. Another sport. Maybe, maybe, she, maybe another sport. she will. But I, there's no reason to think that she can't transition this into a what can even be a professional softball. I mean, play Olympic softball. I mean, you can have a career out of it. That's true. So that's true. So uh, let me ask you a question: Have you um, felt ice and and water go over your head? Like so many people are doing nowadays. No, I, unlike them, I actually just donate money instead of pretend oh, wasting pretend. water on myself well, and pretend to be like I care. Me, I don't have any friends. That's the problem because <laughs> I don't like people. So this is one cool thing. Everybody's going to mad me. I think that's the stupidest thing. I, it annoys me when people instead of actually donating money to something, they're just oh, we'll just pour a bucket of ice water over us instead of actually giving money and trying to to help a cause. Like pouring water over myself is going to make anybody better. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, You're just I being mean, trendy and quit being trying to be Twitterly cool. It, I tell you what, though, it's it's created quite. Have you seen the ESPN oh, I've seen them, documentary yeah. about what what it's really about? It's the kid from Boston College, the, the how it all started. That's touching. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steer clear of that. But it, that's it's touching. The, it's the millions of people that follow it that just think it's all oh, just pour a bucket of water and I'm helping. Call. It's like yeah. the, the no the, and, and, no shave November thing. And, and these people are and these people are gazillionaires. Like I saw Eddie Vedder. Eddie's, Eddie Vedder did it the other day and all of Pearl Jam. I mean, you've seen you've seen a bunch of them. Right, I mean, oh, yeah. everybody's doing it. All the sporting teams are doing yeah. it. It's like the yeah. big thing. Chase Utley, he did a whole, uh, a whole wet bath, a whole ice bath full of it, and he poured it over top of his head too. So yes. it's a big phenomenon. And it's produced zero 
money for uh, ACL. No, it's that, that's not true. I actually looked into that because I was on the same page with you. I'm not going to lie. I was skeptical about it. I was like, what, why, are we, why do we continually see this? It's not that big of a deal. Just donate money. You know, it'd be much more impressive if one of these celebrities said, okay, I'm not going to dump the bucket of ice over me, but said I'm going to give them uh, half a million dollars for research. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, But um, Ice Bucket Challenge, how long do you think this is going to go on? When, when uh, we, a couple more weeks. A couple maybe. more weeks. Then nobody will remember it. Well, that's because that's the way we are as Americans, as human beings. We're, we're we have insatiable appetites for new stuff and cutting edge and stuff. Something replaces that's why, it. That's why I'm here to tell you that in, in a month from now, people are going to be like, "Oh, that's right, Robin Williams died." I mean, it's, well, it's, Robin it's Williams. just like, and he's and he's if he doesn't have influence in this if, to to have this go on for longer, who does? Is what I'm saying. People just, it's just it. You move, you move on. It's like, the, it, I don't know. But the ice bucket thing opposed to Ron Williams, I mean, the ice bucket thing is just is a trend. It's just something that's trendy that, that, that people want to do because it's, it's cool to do right now. Well, hopefully, no it'll, hopefully it will help ALS and, you know, because it's pretty disheartening when if you you can contract that disease. Uh, it's, it's pretty, I watched that episode, man, and, you know, you lose track of everything. You still have your same mind. It's like cerebral palsy. You know, you have your mind is perfectly functional. It's on the same level as anybody else your age, but you lose track of all your your emotions. Your arms, your legs, and everything else shuts down on you. So no really forgotten about disease that's still very lethal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still known it, for the Lou Gehrig disease. That, that, that's actually a good point you bring up because it's another one of those. Because I mean, Jerry's you, been running marathons to try to stop it for 40 years, and he still hasn't come close. <laughs> Jerry Lewis. <laughs> so yeah. that tells you anything. Yeah, so uh, – I went to I went to hang out with my friends from Humphreys McGee the other night at the Iroquois Amphitheater. Have you ever seen a show at the Iroquois Amphitheater? I'm more curious about you calling them your friends. They know. Well, this. that's no, no. That's are just, they aware? Me, are they aware of this friendship? Uh, no, if my friends uh, they they uh, played golf with me last year, and I took you, a bunch of pictures like you, a creepy, you, you, <laughs> like a stalker. You're the guy that sat like four feet away from all the popular kids at high school to make it look like you're among the group. <laughs> But yeah, no, if somebody no, asked anybody no, in the group what your name was, they'd be like, "Who? Huh? Where does no, that come?" There from? was a time when I was popular, but that's not now. That's for <laughs> sure. So, but I wanted to, I wanted to commend and give accolades to Production Simple, who is heavily responsible for the events that go on at at uh, Iroquois Amphitheater. It's a beautiful venue, and Production Simple has uh, they they, uh, they got it going on. They know what's up. They know what's up with the concerts in the area. They know what's up with the scene. So I wanted to give a you know shout out to them because they took good care of me. This you're down with the, the local scene. I'm, you're, you're, I, I'm fairly down with the local scene, yeah. if nothing else. I, that doesn't mean I like people though. You're you're kind of like I mean, the, you're kind of like the World Wide West of local music. You're trying to jump on the bandwagon of these guys when they're still on <laughs> the ground level, hoping to maybe make a career out of maybe. Uh, Following them around at some point. I thought you had. I thought you had your in with uh, what was the band that uh, when you were when you first started here with the show and you were doing weekends and you brought a band I, in here. I can't, and I can't drop names. What the, the whiskey there, something or oh the whiskey riders they were in here. Yeah, they were here. But who was the first band? We had Houndmouth in here. Houndmouth, that's had, just gotten uh, kind of big. Yeah, we had the Tunesmiths. They're kind of big. They're they, they're they just played Red Rocks last two nights ago. Well, see, yeah, kind of big. It's but here's the thing. When I touch, have they done Letterman yet? When I touch things, <laughs> with the exception of any females. They turned to gold. <laughs> they got the Midas touch of music. <laughs> they got they did turn to gold. So uh, let's break down some football here, buddy. We got the fo- pro football starts September fourth. September fourth. Do we have the uh, who's who's playing in that game? It's always the defending champ from last year, isn't it? 
Uh, the first game I would think, uh, I don't even actually have in front of me, but if you're talking about defending champs and you're looking at it's like a Seahawks and possible Denver. It's always up. the Tevin. It's always the, uh, I thought it was the first. It's, yeah, it's Seattle at home. It's, uh, the, the team that won the Super Bowl the year before always plays at home. They're playing Green Bay. So that's an interesting way to kick it off. That's on Thursday nights, which is now not only the NFL Network, which is exciting for most of the people that have regular TV, it's also on uh, their affiliate is CBS now. Yeah. So I believe. I don't know if all the games are going to come through, but I know at least the first seven games, from what I've read, is going to be covered on CBS, which is incredible. That's going to be great. I can actually watch Thursday Night Football, even though I think Thursday Night Football is the night for all of the fantasy prospects to uh, underachieve. It seems like they always underachieve. You don't have NFL Network? No. How do you not have NFL Network? Because I'm cheap. I could not live without it. Because I'm cheap. I I love NFL Network. I'm sure you do. I'm sure I, I, it's, Sunday is probably like you probably giggle like Jabba the Hutt on Sunday morning when you wake up, don't you? I, even if even if you're like out of the playoffs and everything. Sadly, right? I'm in the process of actually. Call, I've got a, a Directv coming in this week to test to see if I can. Because it's the only way I can get the package is Directv. So I have to switch my cable services uh, each year. Each year, because I hate Directv, but I want to have them for the the thing. So I, I actually you get the them, red zone. I put them on one TV. That's why I don't have the NFL Network. I'll explain to you. I, a good friend of mine has. This the whole setup. He, he's got the whole setup. We go over there on Sundays. He's got the red zone on the main TV, and he's got yeah. two other TVs. We both have you know. Our, we're, it's really kind of nerdy. It really is. It's really kind of a, a nerdy thing. I wouldn't think so. Well, it's it's it used to be. It used to be, but now it's like everybody does it. It's like you you, you see people out at the bar with their girlfriends having drinks, and they're on their phone checking their scores and stuff. I think it's hilarious. Women don't like it too much. Women women are not women in fantasy football unless they play. Because the ones that play are usually pretty good at it, or they're just dumb lucky. No, no, there's some good women in our in our in our championship. I'm not, that's what I'm not saying. There's not. I'm not saying there's not. There was one in the playoffs last year in one league, and and the other league uh, won. The, the female won it. So, you know, it, there you go. So, speaking of uh, strong women in sports, <laughs> so uh, let's uh, before the break here, let's get into the AFC North, which we're gonna go f- straight to the one I love the most because I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, hardcore Steelers fan. Um, I'm gonna let you start, and I'm gonna go four, three, two, one in reverse order. Uh, I want you to rank it, rank the team, and then I want you to give me the main main reason why they're either there at the bottom or at the top. The main reason, uh, starting with uh, AFC, AFC North. AFC North. Start at the bottom. Start at the bottom and give me a reason why they're at the bottom. Main reason. And, La- and, and, well, okay. Go ahead. Last place, Cleveland Browns. Why? Because they're going to be better team this year, whether without Menzel playing. Actually, I like Hoyer playing more. I think they'll be a better team. They'll Fairly be strong defense in Cleveland. As well. Fairly strong defense uh, in Cleveland. New coaching staff. I like the Browns, but unfortunately, when you're talking about amongst the other four teams, they will be in fourth for that reason. But I think they will improve. You'll see maybe four or five wins out of them, but they'll still be in fourth place. For me, I agree. Cleveland Browns in fourth place. Uh, just not enough offense in this division, uh, the AFC in general. You know, They're going to have to play. Uh, I don't have the schedule in front of me exactly right now, but I know that the, the Browns play Denver at least once. You know, They're going to have to play uh, the Patriots once. And then each of the teams in their division, they're going to have to play twice. And that's going to be a tall order for a 500 or better team. So. And, of course, Cleveland opens at Pittsburgh in week one. Yeah, it's, uh, and that, that's going to be tough because um, we'll find out where I have Pittsburgh here in just a moment. Oh, so. I can <laughs> Cleveland. So, uh, actually, I, I, I was going to put uh, my third-place team, I was going to actually put them in the basement because I think that this might be a year. A lot of it depends on the running back situation at, at uh, Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati falls short and they come in the third hole in this particular year. I just, you know, they've got A.J. Green. They've got your the, the, the young second-year running back. 
and his why is his name slipping? Giovanni Bernard. Thank you so much, Trevor. You, you bail me out. You're you're like the wind beneath my wing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just think that the Cincinnati Bengals just they don't have that that necessary thing to get them over the hump. So I think they finished third in this division this year. Uh, I disagree with you, uh, and you're probably going to hate my my pick. But again, it's also you got to look at this lack of competition. I picked Pittsburgh at third. Uh, I think they end up getting uh, going and looking at a close to a 500 record, if not maybe eight and eight, nine and seven ish. Uh, much like last year, they were eight and eight. Uh, but I think I pick them third uh, in that division. Uh, okay. Well, I am inclined to disagree with you, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. So they could have been third last year. They, them in Baltimore both finished eight and eight last year. Yeah, they just had well, the tiebreaker on them. That's a tough division, man. I'm you know, it's uh, that. all every one of those every one of those stadiums are cold weather stadiums. You know, there's no break in that equation ever. The whole season's cold. I mean, the first couple games are not uh, weather's weather's not really a factor the first month of the season in September. It, it doesn't really become a factor until late November sometimes in some cases. And then it gets nasty through that end of the season. Uh, but I disagree with you in the third spot, or pardon me, in the second spot. Uh, I'm going to go. I had Cleveland in the bottom, Cincinnati in third. I'm putting Baltimore in second. I've got high hopes. I've also got sort of a personal connection with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I've got the Bengals. Shocking. I've got B- B- Baltimore in second. I just don't think Baltimore has any weapons. Uh, I just I don't I I'm not buying into Ray Rice. I think uh, the tight end. Pitta? You're not buying in the store, Torrey Smith, who had an excellent year last year. Uh, maybe he's the who else do they have? Who who else are going to throw the ball to? Uh, they brought in Steve Smith from Carolina. Steve Smith is has been. Steve oh. Smith is a has been. The only reason Steve Smith Steve Smith had a couple of good years is because of the scrambling ability of Cam Newton, which Joey Flacco, my friend, has no nowhere even close. True, but he also only has to worry about. Oh, he's a second no. year guy. Also, keep an eye on Jacoby Jones as well as uh, second year Jacob, guy Marlon I, Brown. I give you more respect for Jacoby Jones than I will give you for Steven Smith. But anyway, so Steve. we we differ. We differ. I got uh, I got Pittsburgh on top because I think Ben Roethlisberger finally takes over the offense from the from the huddle. The no huddle offense, and I think that's when Pittsburgh plays best. The defense got some holes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I understand that there's holes in the defense. That's gonna be their downfall more than anything. But I think a healthy Bell in the backfield and Ben, Big Ben out there, Roman, I think is it poses a big problem for people to, to scheme against. So. Uh, you got. I take it you got the Ravens winning the, the division. No, I disagree. I, we the only thing we agree on is other than Cleveland last is the Baltimore in second. I think Baltimore again, like last year, you'll see maybe an eight and eight, nine and seven right there with uh, Pittsburgh. It's going to be very fine line between second and third place. A finer line for the fourth place with Cleveland than it was last year. I'm picking Baltimore second. I'm. I like Baltimore. I think Baltimore's a solid team. You I think like Andy Dalton's going to light it up this year? Uh, I'm going with Cincinnati to win their second straight division. They went 11 and five last year, winning the division. I think they win 10 or 11 games again this year. Their defense is by far the best in the division. I don't think there's any argument. The only question I do worry about is the fact they're replacing two coordinators, Mike Zimmer, now the head coach in 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 Minnesota, who I'm a big fan of, and I thought Jay Gruden was an excellent job. I like Hugh Jackson taking over in Cincinnati. I think he'll keep a lot of things going. I think their offense improved bringing in Jeremy Hill. I think their offense will improve more with Marvin Jones taking a bigger role as well as Mohamed Sanu and even Tyler Eford at nice. tight end. Nice. I, I like I, the Bengals. You know, you're, starting to, you're, tar- you're starting to butter me up here, buddy. Butter me I up like a little bit. I like the Bengals. Anywhere between 10 and 12 wins this year for Cincinnati. You may have been, but for, this, for the sakes of uh, things and giggles, uh, we're going to go ahead and I, we'll disagree on this one. For the moment, well, I knew you were going to take Pittsburgh. Anyway. I, of course, I have to. I, 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 I do not let my emotions get the better of me when I'm talking fantasy. But when it talks to the rankings and the actual rootings, then that's going to be yeah, that Pittsburgh. means nothing like right so, now. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take another break. When we get back, uh, we're going to talk uh, a, uh, NFC North, which we're going to talk Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings on the other side of the break. Oh my! 
Yes, on the Big Nasty Show, 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Out of reading people's faces Knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette and ask me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn to play the game Nanu, Nanu Did you go Mork and Mindy? Um, you went Mork and Mindy on me, didn't you? Yeah, because in the other soundtrack, you could have, you couldn't I, really connect it. Really, I love well. it. I, I plant a seed with you, and you you nourish it along till it grows beautifully. And how the weather can I get nanu nanu? If that's what I'm talking about. I, a lot of the a lot of the, if if you're much younger than me, uh, like you are, um, it's tough to really appreciate Mork and Mindy, isn't it? That was a little before your time. Uh, that a does, little that, that, before you. Unlike time. most of kids nowadays and some other my parts of my generation, I actually appreciate things that came out before my time. A lot of people don't realize how far that envelope was pushed through Robin Williams and Mark and Mindy. That was a very edgy show at the time. Spinoff as well. Oh, yeah, but very edgy. Some of the the material that they they divulged on that show or went went into it that show were really really pushing the envelope back in the day. Uh, early eighties. Uh, I don't know if I'd put it in the same level of pushing the envelope as the Jeffersons or all in the family, maybe. But I get what you're saying. Uh, there was the, there was a lot of subtle subtle innuendos there. So uh, in keeping with that, there was so nothing we, subtle about the two shows I mentioned. They were they were point blank in your they, face. They sure were <laughs> great shows in their own rights. But yeah. that reminds me what we're doing at the end of the show. The very end of the show, we're going to do our top three again today. And today's top three is. Uh, top three Robin Williams movies, which is going to be very interesting because I did a top five, by the way. Uh, well, okay, it's I've, I made it four with so. honorable mentions. <laughs> okay, great. Let's just extend it out. That's, that's, we might you, want to you, get on this now because I don't you, know how much time you, we have. If you had children, you'd want them to play on the teams where there was no winners or losers, right? <laughs> Soft. <laughs> so that's that's good. that's how you bring it back to the football conversation we were having. We we just broke down the uh, AFC North. My associate, Bacon Kelsey, has got the Cincinnati Bengals on top of the AFC North at the end of the season. I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers there. I'm optimistic. I'm heartfelt. I don't know whether I'm going to get there, but uh, we, we hope that uh, Ben Roethlisberger throws the rock all over the place. Um, but on to the NFC North. We'll do it the same way. We'll let you start fourth through first and a small reason why. Uh, number four, and this is a lot like kind of the Browns, but to a higher extent, uh, Vikings coming fourth again. A very improved season for the Vikings. Uh, last year, I believe they won. Uh, it's gonna be five games. I think they can pull at least maybe six or seven this year. This is gonna be a division where it's gonna be. There's not gonna be more than two games deciding between the first and third, fourth place to me. Quarterback. By, we talked about it earlier in the first segment. Quarterback by committee here 
in Minnesota this year? Uh, no, no, I think it'll be uh, it'll be Bridgewater, but that's not my concern. My biggest concern is the fact their defense is the 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 probably the worst of all four teams. That's why I, I have them. But you don't think they can outscore with that offense? That, that offense could be high powered. It can be, but the other threes are not scrubs themselves. That's true. That's true. That's the same. Uh, unfortunately, we this uh, may be the toughest division. We, we disagree. Yeah, exactly. We disagree on this because I'm actually plummeting the Bears to the bottom of the barrel. Not I still, I've, I've never really had a lot of faith in Jay Cutler. Uh, he had one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and Brandon Marshall to throw through throw to in the last couple of years. Um, I just don't. I just don't see it this year. After after Erlacher left, I think the defense lost its fire. I think it lost its spice. I believe that uh, they could put points up, but again, like we just talked about, there's going to be a lot of lights ablazing in that division for sure. Uh, and as I said, I would not be surprised if the the two top teams have nine wins and the bottom two have eight wins each. So I mean, that's that's how close I think the division is. Which leads me yeah. into my third pick because I've got the I'll Vikings. Let's go three real quick. Yeah, yeah, Vikings. I've got I've got Vikings in three because I, I, naturally I just I just don't think they have enough to compete with the top two. Um, so which is, is you you swapping with you? I got Bears three. Okay. Bears are th- I got Bears third again as I mentioned. This is so a coin toss, but I will put the Bears third because again. I think their defense is the third of the four teams, and because offensively, I think they're right there with them, and I think that'll you think be a big deal. Vikings the worst defense. Vikings is probably the worst defense. Now that can be changed with Mike Zimmer taking over, but at this point, from what is I it think, is it enough though? It's still fourth. Doesn't Bears a, third. Doesn't a defensive coordinator need at least a year or two years in the system not, to sort? Not in NFL, not necessarily. You, you don't can, think so? You, you can, can turn you it can around, boom, right, right away, yeah. right away. Yeah. Just incorporate. So we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit more about that in depth. We've got three weeks, I believe, leading up into the regular season. Give or take. Give or take. So we will get to the east, and we'll also get to the south, and uh, that leaves us with the west. We'll get we'll get to all of them. Who's your number two team in the north, though? My number two team in the north is going to be a little bit different this year. I think that uh, with the acquisition of um, Tate in Detroit, and now you're Tate. Ben Tate went to Houston. Who am I think Tate went to Cleveland. I'm sorry. Who, uh, that's where it's at. That's what I'm. So so don't mind me than that. That conversation there. <laughs> there was no major acquisitions amongst the last two teams that we have both in Detroit and, I, and but Green Bay. More importantly than that, I think this Not is this the year. year. I think this is the year that Matt Stafford puts it all together. So you're going Green Bay two and Lions one. I'm going. I'm going Green Bay two, Lions one. I don't think that the. I think Green Bay has gotten so far away from anything that resembles a running game. Even though people will say Lacey's going to have a big year this year, I don't. I, I don't know where you have him on your radar. I don't. If I if I've got the eighth or ninth pick and he's still available, I'm not taking him like most of these polls. That's have. good because he won't be available then. You think he's going to be a, a higher than an eighth pick? I would t- if I'm Eight, thinking six or seven, he's out there. I would definitely look. Uh, at Man, him. I need to find out how to get in your league. Is what I'm saying. Uh, it's, it's just anyway. Come on, join. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm already into. I can't be in more than that. And I'm flipping uh, like the the three four. I'm flipping with you. I go Detroit two, uh, Green Bay one, Detroit. Uh, the only thing that concerns me the most is the fact Matthew Stafford doesn't know not when how to choke. Uh, every time they have a clutch moment, including last year, they just don't know how to put it over the top. I'm worried about that and his in- inconsistencies. And Green Bay, if Rodgers is completely healthy, they are the best team in this division. They are the most loaded offensively team from top to bottom. With Defensively, a bunch of, they're, to, the be- they're the tallest of all the other sh- the, uh, short people, so to speak. And, and, and maybe you disagree with this on that conversation. I, I tend to think that I mean, those guys that Rodgers is throwing to, I don't think he's got any A players. Like I mean, some would say Jordy Nelson, but I think Jordy Nelson is Jordy Nelson because of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm, but Randall Cobb isn't. Randall Cobb is a stud. Rodgers. You, you think he's a stud, huh? He's a stud. Or is he just fast? No, he's a stud. You taking him early? Uh, is he that kind of a stud? Well, he's a, I mean, injuries worry me a little bit too. Is much. he a one wide receiver? He's technically the two behind Jordy Nelson at this moment. I understand though. that, but in fantasy, 
Is he going to be your two or one? Is, is he a one? Well, no. If he's not, if you're not a number one on your own team, he shouldn't be a number one in fantasy football. But that's because you're Swift. But he's a number. Two, he's a fantasy two starter. Yeah, that's because you're Swift, and he's an every week starter, no matter who you play. Okay, so you got the Packers. I got the Lions. And, and NFC North. We'll see what happens. We got the shakedown. You took Bengals in the North of the AFC, and I'm taking Pittsburgh because they're my home team. But now to get to what we were getting to uh, from the beginning of the show, we got three minutes to wrap it up here. I want to know your top three. Robin Williams movies of all time. Um, I'm going to start it uh, with a movie that's. I'll start, then you go. Uh, I'm going to start it with a movie that didn't get a whole lot of recognition, but it was a very eerie take on things. Which all that happened in this last week with him taking his own life, um, it really, really sort of sinks in now. This role was called. Uh, it was insomnia. It was him and uh, Travolta. And it was a movie about not sleeping and the, the, the evils that could be created in your mind from that. That's my number three. We don't have time for five, but we're gonna we're gonna shove them in here too because I believe. Well, uh, I'll give I'll give you I'll give you five and four and three right away. Okay, you go you go you go all <clears throat> three. Number five is also very eerie. It's World's Greatest Dad, under the radar movie. Bobcat Goldberg wrote it and directed it. Never even saw it. Great dark comedy. Check it out. It's about. Someone who takes it, it's kind of a ripoff of Missing Pieces guy from Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. But his son that. hangs himself in the movie, so it's really weird uh, how that commences. Uh, four, I have a com- combination of Aladdin and Hook because they're kids' movies. I love them both. And number wow. three, and my number three uh, would be Good, uh, I mean, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Wow, that's crazy. Love Good Morning Vietnam. And that's your number three. So you have two left. You have two left. So I have two left. Okay. Well, I have, uh, for, for my sort of second, I've got a dual number one. That's, I make the rules. It's my it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. I got like six movies on the top of three. <laughs> know, so, okay, come on. Uh, my second, my my third, or my second movie uh, is another one that was eerie, and it was a, sort of an inside look at the other side of a spectrum. A lot of people don't want to think about the people that are on the other side of the wall and what's going on in that in the in their minds. And Photoshop, you've seen this one, right? No of it. Brilliant performance, brilliant performance on his uh, sadistic side. Uh, and that's my number two. Uh, my number two is one of my favorite comedies, Birdcage. Love Birdcage. <laughs> you know, I forgot about between, that. Between you him, Nathan Lane, oh, Hank Azaria, I mean, oh, I mean, that Gene was, Hackman, every, every I mean, character is awesome. If those boys didn't sell gay, then... I, I mean, loved it. I mean, Robin Williams sold... I mean, he... Oh, man, I was just watching... It's. It, I've been broke up this week. I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've had a few moments where I got broke up, a little choked up on the old Robin Williams thing. Um, which leads me in two movies that both of those movies had me in stitches and also in tears. Both these movies. Uh, first one was a movie about death. Uh, what dreams may come. Seen it, yeah, it's and that movie. scene where the dog runs through the runs through the the, the magical weeds and is, is is right there, and they they have this bonding moment is just magical. What dreams may come. And the my favorite Robin Williams movie of all time is my soft spot movie, Patch Adams. Patch Adams is so cheesy. I don't even know where to start. Uh, number one to me is the most <laughs> underrated movie he's ever done. It's the second movie ever, and it's not on any list. And that is The World According to Garp. Oh, wow. Great I'm movie. proud of you. And if you have not seen it, you are missing out. I'm proud of you. Because it is a great movie. I'm proud of you. And what's number one? That's number one. No, that's number one. Honorable mentions <laughs> go out to Best of Times and Dead Poets Society. Oh, man. Great, great movies all the way around. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. We'll be back next Monday at 6 o'clock right here on The Big Nasty Show. Imagine me and you. I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right think about the girl you love and hold her tight so happy together